Hi everyone, my name is Kate. And I'm Kaylee. And you're listening to Artwise. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Artwise. Happy Tuesday if you're listening to this the day it comes out. If not, happy whatever day it is when you're listening to this. So we have another guest episode as per usual. This is Kaylee. I don't know if you wanted to maybe introduce yourself and talk a little bit more about what you're about and what you're here on Artwise to talk about today. I'd love to. I'm Kaylee or KDexterity on my socials and I do videography, video editing, and art in general. I like to mess around and do a little bit of everything and see where it takes me. Um, so that being said, one <laughs> who comes on this podcast, I always ask them the same first question and the same final question because I feel like they're both important, but the middle questions are all like custom to you and what you do. But that being said, the first okay. question that I have for you to start us off is kind of like, what what is your origin story with art? Was becoming an artist something that you've just always wanted to do? Or was it something that you like figured out about yourself later on? Like, what's the what's the tea on that? Yes, my origin story. When I was little, I, I did art often, quite often. And I did want to be an artist when I grew up. But I didn't know so much about art that I didn't have like a specific field that I wanted to go into. I saw myself making art, but I didn't know for what reason or like as far as job goes, what I would be doing. And as I got older, I really found out that I didn't mind whatever field of art I went into. I was just more than happy to do any sort of job where every day would be different and art would somehow be a part of it. And so I drew all throughout middle school and I like to call myself cursed with never getting to take art because all throughout elementary and middle school, my school did not have an art program or an art class. And if they did, it was mainly going to teach you the different types of musical instruments, which is good, but it wasn't what I was going for. <laughs> and so... As soon as I left elementary and middle school to my high school, they suddenly got an art program and the high school got rid of theirs. And so I tried getting art classes in college and they weren't able to offer it. But I've now signed up for a graphic design class with a career readiness program and I am so looking forward to it. Yeah, so... Funnily enough, for the people listening, Kaylee's actually on the ArtWise community Discord server. So we've actually talked a little bit about this. And it's still, every time you you talk about it, it blows my freaking mind. I personally, I didn't take art classes in middle school, not for lack of having them. I just didn't, I didn't know that I wanted to pursue art at that point. I, you know... I, I don't know. I was, I did theater instead. It was a mistake. But I just like, I think it's so, I don't know. I, I feel bad, but I'm, I'm excited for you to take like some graphic design type courses. Cause those are absolutely like, I, I feel like as, you know, a person who draws and then goes, you know, I'm going to like learn graphic design. It's um, how do I describe it? It's kind of refreshing. I, in some aspects, like, I kind of prefer graphic design, like, 
Mm-hmm. How do I explain it? It's almost like like drawing, right? And doing illustrations mm-hmm. and doing like really detailed, like heavy stuff is like drinking a Sprite. Like it's Chris. <laughs> but then like you go to do graphic design, it's like a nice glass of cold water. Like it's refreshing. Yes. And not so abrasive. Like they are all like different. I like them both. I'll have a Sprite on occasion, but I like having a glass of water sometimes too. I I don't know if that's a weird way of describing it, but. And that's like, I'm weirdly excited for the graphic design class more than I am for like the one art course that my college was willing to provide for me because the only one they were willing to give me was drawing one. And it was a really, really small class and there wasn't much to it that I didn't already know how to do. I'm sure there was something I could take from it, But the graphic design class, there was so little I knew about it that I was just fascinated to know more about it. Yeah, I I really hope by the time this episode comes out, this will have already happened. So sorry, guys, if you missed out on this, but I really hope that you're available to take my free illustrator courses that I'm coming out with because I'm like so excited to teach those because when I learned graphic design, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I totally lied on a resume. I was just like, yeah, I know Illustrator. What? It's so easy. I didn't know that. I had never even touched it before. I just kind of figured, I don't know why I thought this. this is so silly of me. 18-year-old me, what were you thinking? But I remember thinking like, oh, it's got to be like the same as Photoshop and it wasn't. So I I liked, you know, said I knew Illustrator and I, I knew like... I I figured like, okay, I'm an artist. I can probably do graphic design, even though it's like very different from (laughs) drawing. And I just kind of like had to teach myself how to use Illustrator on the fly. And because of the way that I learned Adobe programs, I feel like things that I would have learned super quickly in like a course took me a lot longer. But I also think that now that I've been doing it for, I think I've been using Illustrator for, okay, like I started out when I was 18 and now I'm 22. That's four years math. So yeah, I've been using Illustrator for four years, but on like a 40 hours a week minimum basis for the past four years. So I feel like I also know how to do things that people were taught, who were taught in a traditional way, don't know how to do because like, there's a huge difference from learning in like a classroom setting than learning in a, this is a job I have to do setting, like in yeah. a, a more hands-on setting. So you also learn more really... tips and tricks of your own. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah. And when I, when I started working for three years, I was making artwork for like Nike shirts and stuff. And that was all graphic design. And I went in like so nervous, like, oh man, like what if I don't know Illustrator well enough? Like there's tools that, you know, I like, for example, artboards, right? The most basic <laughs> thing to understand in Illustrator, right? Like you make art and you put it on an artboard, like so easy. I remember being so nervous because I knew Illustrator by the time that I had moved on to doing Nike stuff. I knew it really well by that point, but there was certain things that I just didn't bother with. And one of those things was utilizing artboards. And I didn't understand like all of the cool stuff you could do just by placing your art on an artboard instead of like haphazardly placing it all over your file. So I'm, I was really excited to like make those courses. I really hope you have a chance to take them before 
you get really heavily into your your graphic design courses because I think it'll make it a lot easier because mostly it's just like tips for how to get super like fast because like people literally referred to me as like a robot at work because I just did things so incredibly quickly and people were like how did how did you do that and I was just like I just have shortcuts for doing <laughs> things so I really hope that like you're able to figure that out if you're listening to this now it's not free anymore but you can still participate in the illustrator class <laughs> <laughs> but at the time that we're recording this, my my first couple of courses are going to be free for the first 25 people. So hopefully you'll be able to do that while it's still free. People who are listening to this, I apologize. But anyway, I'm excited for you to learn graphic design. I think it's really fun. I enjoy it a lot. It's definitely not for everybody. But the idea, I think, I think you're similar to me in that like learning a new thing is just kind of fun in general. Like it's just keeps it interesting and not boring. Yes. So, so that being said, when you started out, I know you've done like freelance and stuff. What was your experience like becoming a freelancer and starting out doing freelance artwork? Like what what was that path like for you? Freelance art was a rocky road for me because I jumped into it not knowing a thing. I I didn't know as much as I should before I started, and so I ran into all the common problems. And like the, like you said, the contracts, they do make a big difference when having people commission you or doing work for someone, because things do get messed up. And so I started freelance art when I was a freshman in high school, so I knew very little about it. And I didn't have, like, PayPal or any sort of, like, uh, online baking so I can do it with do it online and like work through my Instagram for it that is the first year I had gotten Instagram too so I was just putting my art out there and I was running the race on trying to get views and likes for so long on art that I didn't I focused on the wrong things and so freelance art was difficult and there's a lot more that I would do differently but I haven't really touched freelance art in a while, and I've just been focusing on my video editing until I have, like, enough resources to go back into it. Oh, okay, cool. So would you say that, like, your video editing, videography type stuff that you do, the process for, like, gaining commission work through that is, like, vastly different from doing freelance art? I'm not too sure. I haven't really done commissions on video editing because because of my location, a lot of people don't know about video editing. It's not something they interact with. So that really thrives for me when it comes to online settings. And I typically don't take commissions on those because it's just difficult to get footage and you never know what you're going to get. So I can rarely make promises on what footage I can gather to make and edit out of. I know with videography, I would have people ask if I could film a certain child to make a video edit or like video montage and stuff. And I'd say I'd try but I make no guarantees and that's why I wouldn't accept any money for it because it was a toss up on whether or not I could get enough videos of that kid. Yeah, no, I didn't even think about that, but that's so true. I don't know, like that would be so risky to <laughs> to offer your services video editing when you don't know what kind of stuff they're going to hand you. 
I didn't even think about that. So that's actually a really good point. Have you ever thought about doing like events like weddings and stuff? I just talked my friend into doing into doing like videos for weddings and he's having so much success with it already. And I'm like, I have good advice. So I was just wondering if you ever like considered doing stuff like that, because there has to be like events and weddings and stuff near you. I mean, those happen everywhere, right? Yeah, I have considered doing any, like, sort of live events or, like, weddings and stuff. Um, but I haven't really had the opportunity to because no one's gotten married yet. I do have a friend that will get married next year that I've, if she wanted me to do video for her, I would happily do it. That's literally the ticket, is getting, you just gotta get one. And you can even do the first one for free if you want. And then once you're there at the at the setting of the wedding or like the event you just you just got to talk it up with everybody i've had a couple of wedding painters which is different from you know the people who make like the videos but yeah. i've had a couple of like live wedding painters on the podcast and they were like yeah you know all it took was for me to do one free wedding and i met literally an event planner who saw my work and loved it so much that they recommended me to everyone they were planning a wedding for and then boom, booked for the rest of the year completely. And it just <laughs> blew my mind like how how good like the wedding industry is for like creatives, artists, photographers, videographers, live it's events. A sentimental it's, factor. Yeah. And people will drop like a lot of money on like the wedding stuff because people budget like their whole lives up until the point of the wedding for a wedding. So yes. Yeah, it's definitely like I always ask people who do something that might remotely fit into a wedding scenario, like, oh, have you considered doing weddings or live events? I know some people like don't like the wedding specifically, but there's other events too that people want like recorded, like literally any kind of event people want like a some kind of video of. So, I mean, even if there's like a fest, I don't know, like a craft fair yeah. <laughs> or something. <laughs> Someone will probably want some kind of creative little video of it so that they can use it to advertise for the following year. <laughs> Definitely. So how did you get started doing videography? Was, like, was that, did that kind of like become your preferred type of work since, you know, since doing like illustration type freelance or are you like working towards other things or are you just kind of trying stuff out and like seeing what you like? Well, videography was never something I had planned to even touch at all. I appreciated like fan cams and edits that people made on Instagram when I was in my freshman year of high school. And the most surprising thing I'll probably tell you is I did not get into videography or like getting videography jobs and stuff by simply knowing what I'm doing or like taking a course over it. It was simply a video star app that I had on my iPhone, and I had made an edit when I was in high school. I thought it was trash. I never touched it again. And I really got into videography last year in August, because I was like, it'd be fun to just try it one more time, see what happens. And I was like, well, I need a subject. And I was at my brother's football game, high school football game. He's a junior. Now he's a senior, but like, so I was like, yeah, I could 
probably make an edit of that. And so I snuck down onto the sideline of the field and it's a relatively small school. So I knew quite a few people there, but I wasn't too knowing of all the younger people on the team because I had graduated two years before. So I asked the photographer down there that I was pretty good friends with, Cindy, if she would let me hang around by her and just film for the game. She was like, yeah, you can, you can film down here around me. I, she was like, they won't ask you for any sort of press pass and stuff until like the bigger games. And then you can see about anything like that. So she let me stay on the sidelines for that entire game. I made one edit and then the following Friday, I posted it before their next game. And it was like the rest of the season, they just kept trying to push me out onto the field. They wanted me to be there. <laughs> and they would ask me to get videos of their sons who were seniors playing football. And I, at the end, by the end of the season, I was already like so in love with doing these edits because I got to meet several really cool and kind football players. I got to know some of my brother's friends a bit more, which was really nice because being an online college student doesn't mean you get to hang out or talk to anyone else. And it's so important to network with other people. And even though they're not artists, they are the ones that really helped me get this new job promise. Because by the end of the season, they were going to the state championships. And so they went through all the playoffs. But for the first playoff game, a local radio station, KICM, one of their workers, Bryson Colwell, had came up to me or because... Some of the parents and the football players had recommended me to them because they needed someone to work a field camera for one of the playoff games. They were like, well, she's been doing it and she's been doing it all season. Just pick her. And so I did it with the idea that this was going to be a one-time thing. I'll just record for them this game. And then they said, see you next Friday. And it turned into see you at the state game. And it just kept on going. I showed up to my brother's Southern Tech graduation, and he was like, I have an offer for you. I was like, you too? And he was like, I know your brother has a senior year coming up, and we're not going to pull you away from that. But after his senior year, we want you to work with us to film a full season of football. And so now I have this huge, big promise to film for them for an entire football season for a different high school, but it's still just a step into something more that I would be interested in doing. That's so cool. It's so, it's so crazy to me how things like that happen, you know, cause it's always, it's always something that you never like saw yourself doing ever or ever really thought about. And then all of a sudden you do it once and it's like, everybody's like, Oh, I, I need you to do this for me. Or like, I need you to do this again. Like not, not just like, like, hold on. How do I word this? so bad at talking it's almost like when you find the thing like your thing that you really like doing mm -hmm. everyone else is just like continue to do this please <laughs> like <laughs> and like it's like oh oh <laughs> and like sometimes it's so shocking because like it's not always like I don't know like for me like I had that like similar not like with something that wasn't art related because obviously like being a creative person like being born and like creating art your entire life and being an artist is like a whole like thing and you can never really see yourself doing anything else I feel like a lot of artists 
put themselves not not necessarily into a box, but they're like, I'm an artist. That's what I am. I'm guilty of it as well. But when I started doing like astrology readings for people, oh my gosh, like still every time, like I try not to anymore just because I, I don't know. I don't know, but like I'm same reaction. Like people are just like, oh my God, can you read for this person? Can you do this? And then I'll get like an influx of like astrology stuff. And I'm like, I don't even remember how I learned this. I just know it for some reason. <laughs> Very strange. So I, I love that for you. I think that's so awesome. That's crazy. Do you have I, any like opinions on how that happened? <laughs> I honestly don't know honest okay my entire four years at high school i i was so quiet i didn't talk much to anyone and then as soon as i got out and i started doing college online i realized how how very little people i got to talk to but apparently a lot of the people that were classes under me or parents of the kids in classes under me knew me very well even though i didn't talk too many people at all. And so those photographers that were already on the sideline, they knew of me before that year. They had knew me from like years prior. And they would say that I always did well in high school and I never knew they were ever paying attention to that. And God bless Nikki. Nikki is one of the photographers on the team as well that she's like family to me. And so is the rest of her family. They're wonderful people. And they're the ones that helped me acquire all these press passes to the bigger games. So I could be on the sideline and they put in good words with the school. So I could get a press pass for that final state championship game because no video recording is allowed. But they allowed me to take photos instead. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. And that's like, that just goes to show too, like the whole networking thing, which I, I have later on, but we'll, we'll get into that. Like even, even like networking with other artists, I think is, is super key, super important, but even just people in general, because like, I, I don't know, personal practice of mine, I hope if, if you don't do this, hopefully you will eventually carry a stack of business cards with you everywhere you go. You know, I mean, you might as well, right? Like there's absolutely <laughs> no reason, right? Like there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't. And especially in something as niche as videography and like doing videos and, and stuff for people with stuff like that, it's just you never know like who you're gonna meet and like you could like give someone a business card and forget about it and then two years later they have this like ten thousand dollar crazy job for you to do and it's just you never know so like i i try to keep a stack of business cards on me my business cards oh man that's something else i need to add to my to-do list i need to update my business cards they're so cute i'm keeping the same design but all the information on them is wrong because i updated my website and my social media <laughs> <laughs> so all this info is wrong but I still give them to people which feels stupid but regardless yeah no what were we talking about um I, my ADHD is so bad <laughs> that's okay oh yeah that. networking 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 yes that was the thing yes talking to people and and just getting your name out there even if it is handing someone a business card and even if you're like 90 percent certain that they're just gonna throw it away on their way out like you never know who you're gonna meet 
And, you know, it's, it's not to say like to use people as like a stepping stone, but like, you're not hurting anybody by handing your, you know, your business card to someone. And who knows, it could be like a very mutually beneficial relationship. I tell that to artists all the time. A lot of artists like feel so guilty about, you know, talking about the kind of projects that they're working on and and things that they're doing. And I, I always am like, you know, just even like people who know you, but don't really know you, but know what you do. They want to seem like they know people too. They'll be like, Oh, yeah. I have this friend who's a, who does videos and I know somebody, their boss will be like, we need someone to take a video of this event and and edit it and make it look super cool. So that next year we can use it in the commercials and and the person sitting in the back who kind of knows you but doesn't know you really at all whatsoever will be like oh I know someone just because they know what you do and they're like pretty sure you're good at it even though they've probably never seen your work before like people will literally like drop your name like if they kind of know you like like, that's my favorite thing about being an artist too because like I feel like so many people know me and I've gotten so much work from people who I kind of know but not really because they were like (laughs) oh I know someone that's good and I'm like have you even seen my art but I appreciate it regardless, but that's just how it, it it goes. And it's, it's so funny. It's really like telling of like how important like that networking relationship is. It's so important. And you often enjoy the people's company anyways. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you're an extrovert. I don't know. Do you consider yourself to be an extrovert? I'm not quite sure. There's times where I like to have just a little bit of time to like relax and recharge, but I'm pretty i'm pretty extroverted (laughs) it's changed a lot i think it's called ambivert it's like in the middle it's like yeah i need alone time to recharge but i also love being around people no i am a total introvert you wouldn't know it from listening to the podcast but literally the first half of this season so this episode for those of you guys listening is being recorded it's my second round of recording sessions so I record everything in bulk and everything comes out like months after it's recorded which is why every pop culture reference that is brought up on this podcast is super outdated and you know I get comments all the time like oh why are you talking about that TikTok that went viral like six months ago because I recorded the episode six months ago but (laughs) no yeah it's just what was I saying why I need to eat introvert extrovert yes yeah no I'm a total introvert I'm a total introvert I don't know what the whole tangent about this being the second (laughs) the second set set of recording sessions was about I don't even remember hold on I need to eat something my brain is like not working today I I understand Can you hear my stomach growling? No, I don't. It's so loud. I have headphones on and I can hear it, but I have a filter on my microphone. So I'm like, oh, hopefully it's not picked up. What was I I just saying, bro? Hold on, dude. This will be networking is important. It was something about being an... It was something about being an introvert, whatever. Yeah, no, I'm a huge introvert. This is the second set of like recording sessions. Oh, I remember what I was saying. Okay. This is actually the second set of recording sessions for season two. So I like to record in bulk and then I'll have like a few months where I'm only editing episodes and I am not recording episodes. And then once I'm finished with that, I'll start the process over again. And so now I'm in the second 
like se- session of like recording. But the the first half of season two that I have already recorded at this point right now, it was just, it was my first time doing a podcast solo. I've always had a co-host and I've always had somebody to split the work with. And so when I decided I was going to do Artwise season two by myself, with guests, I was like, I need to streamline this. And so I posted a TikTok about it like in January and it didn't go viral, but the it was very much interacted with. It had like 4,000 views. And of those 4,000 views, there was like over a thousand comments. How the algorithm decided that, I'm not sure, but I'm kind of glad it didn't go viral because I would still be going through those that comment section. But that I that's literally how I started scheduling people for the podcast is I was just like finding people on TikTok looking at the comment, okay, let me check your profile. Dang, art is good. Okay, let me send them an invite to be on the podcast. And I made it so that I was recording 4 days out of the week, which is more than half, which I don't know why I did that to myself because at that point that I was recording the first half of season 2, I was still at my job where I was working like 60 hours a week. I had a whole second job and I was recording and editing and writing, you know, question interview questions and scripts for this podcast. So I don't know how I even managed to do that. Sometimes I really do just do the most for no good reason because there was absolutely no reason for me to be doing that. But I was so drained from talking to that many people the first recording <laughs> session I went, I was like, okay, I'm going to go because I schedule everything through Calendly. I was like, I'm going to go into my Calendly and I'm going to make it so that I cannot have more than two recording sessions in one day. And I'm only doing three days a week. That's all I'm doing. And it has helped so much. And even though I'm not working at my job anymore, I have like, I have like a lot, I'm doing freelance full time now. So I'm literally working like the schedule that works for me. And it's so People probably are going to think I'm insane, but it's so nice because like my my work is my life and stuff. But like I seriously, I will like wake up at like usually like around like 7 or 8 a.m. Like I, I'm a natural early bird myself. I'll work for a few hours and then I'll take like a three hour nap in the middle of the day. And then I'll work into the night until like 2, 3, 4 a.m. And then I will start over. It doesn't sound proficient. But for me personally, that's that's a good schedule right there. That is, I, I don't know. Everyone listening to this is probably like, oh my God, insanity. That's disgusting. Why would you sleep for three hours in the middle of the day? That would ruin my whole day. No, I, <laughs> after my, my midday, like three hour nap, I'm like ready to go. And it's awesome because like recording this podcast right now, right, is like, it's it's so it's just it's so nice because I know like oh I'm not gonna have to talk to four people today and stay up super late and you know all that stuff so but that being said like I have had to force myself to learn and figure out how to network and I think a lot of artists are in the same boat as me where they are naturally a more introverted person you gotta you you gotta learn how to use it to your advantage and you have to kind of do some trial and error to figure out what works because I found that like recording one or two podcasts a day for only three days a week instead of four 
is a lot easier on my introverted soul than trying to do the absolute most for no reason was. So I'm really glad that I, I switched it up. But I'm still networking. I'm still putting in the work. It's just more spread out and it's a lot easier for me. So if you're an introverted artist and you're trying to network, I would recommend doing a little bit of trial and error. And if you're worried about overdoing it, see, I have no too much fear. I will do the most and then I will be like, okay, next time, maybe not that much. But if you have like the too much fear of like, oh, I'm going to overdo it and have so much work. Highly recommend just spreading it out, but like still forcing yourself, like feeling the fear and then doing it anyway, especially if you're like shy or if you have like social anxiety and it's not just like, I'm introverted. It's like, oh, I would rather, you know, eat lead and and drain cleaner than talk to a human being. Feel the fear, do it anyway, but spread it out. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Don't be afraid to push yourself just a little bit. Think of how much better you'll be in the future versus how you may be feeling in the present. When I was in high school, I was in like a speech class. So I had to get up in front of people, strangers, and talk for 10 minutes about whatever topic it was I chose to bring. And I would be judged on it by three judges. I had so much anxiety during that time. I was introverted. I didn't talk to very many people, but I pushed myself through it because I was like, it's only 10 minutes and then it'd be done. I don't have to worry about it again. And it always ended up working out for the better. That's a really good like anecdote to add to this too, because same, well, actually I never really, I'm weird. I I never had a problem speaking in front of people. My issue is what we're doing right now. Like the one-on-one conversation. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck am I going to say? I have such bad anxiety that I am going to say something like so like I don't know because I don't have like a good filter and I also don't have a good gauge for like okay how much of me can this person really handle because a hundred percent is just for me no one else can handle that but Caitlin (laughs) but like I have really like I I think you've witnessed me screw up a couple of times in conversation and then agonize over it for an hour because I've definitely said some things (laughs) in the discord server that were probably too much to people just because like I myself am just so bad at socializing it's true I you know it's not my strong suit I have other things going for me it's okay I'm not afraid to admit it I'm not so good at the one-on-one talkies it's it's fine (laughs) and it helps to think there are a ton of other people that have done done like mistakes in speaking to one-on-one one-on-one with another person all the time i'd be lying if i said right now i didn't have just a little bit of anxiety of myself simply just knowing that i'll be on a podcast and that i'd probably end up listening to my voice back once the episode is posted there's a little bit of anxiety going on for me when it comes to that but i'm also so excited about this I still get nervous every time I record a new episode (laughs) and there's 50 episodes. Well, okay. As of the time that we're recording this, there's 50 episodes public that are each an hour long. I'm in every single one of them. There's not a single art wise episode that I am not a part of. So, and sometimes before I record, I am just, I feel like the, you know, the anxiety and like the, oh my God, like I'm going to forget what I'm talking about mid sentence. And it always happens at least twice. (laughs) 
<laughs> which is not good. It's always edited out though. But yeah, no, a part of the whole networking thing that I tell everyone is just, and I this has been a theme a lot for me personally in my life too. And I'm sure that if you're hearing this, this is something you've heard before. It's just something that you have to feel the fear in doing and do it anyway, because exactly like you were saying, you would much rather like do something and regret it than like not know and just have to sit there and wonder like, oh, if I would have talked to people more, if I would have made more of an effort, would my career as an artist have picked up quicker or would I have found success sooner or will I have ever, you know, met the right person, but I didn't because I was too scared to talk to somebody. Because even though sometimes I, I really do like put my foot in my mouth and like over speak on things, I, I totally like, I, I love that I am doing this. I love this podcast. I put my whole heart, my whole soul into this podcast. At the time of this recording session, I just found out that Artwise is actually in the top 10% of listened podcasts, which absolutely blows my mind. I did not even think, truthfully, I didn't think we were anywhere close, like looking at our analytics because I'm sitting here comparing myself to like Joe Rogan for no reason. But like, we're in the top 10%. Like we made it guys. Hopefully we're in the top 5% by the time this episode comes out. Cause this will be a few months, you know, later, but That'd if I terrible. hadn't myself to, to do things that I wasn't a hundred percent comfortable doing, like we wouldn't even be sitting here right now. You wouldn't be listening to this right now. Kaylee wouldn't be sitting here listening to me, stick my foot in my mouth for 40 <laughs> minutes of this episode. So, you know, <laughs> food for thought. <laughs> anyway, speaking of, of networking, how would you recommend like a newer artist like get started with networking, especially somebody that's like nervous about doing it? Like, how would you recommend that they get started? What are some ways that you've found success with connecting with people? There's a lot of simple ways of networking with other people that I have found out just by accident. And there are easy things too that sometimes even require no talking at all. Such as I'd walk around campus wearing a streamer's merch or whatever. T-shirts of shows, music, whatever you're into, if you wear a shirt of it or if you compliment other people on their shirts, that's one way of starting a conversation and talking about stuff that you have in common. I was able For to sure. talk to one person who had commented on a hoodie I was wearing, and we ended up walking back to her dorm that same day to go watch more content from this YouTuber or whatever. It didn't take much for me to get to know another person and even, like, get to know what they do and how I can network what they do and how they can network what I do to other people. It It's just simple stuff like, even if you wanted to, you could just pass out bracelets to random people because they're going to think about it. And if they a ask you more about it, feel free to start a conversation with them. Or if you happen to know people, but you haven't really gotten to know them, ask them about something they do. Get to know them a little bit more. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And just so you guys know, Artwise merch is available at katemerrymanart.com slash shop. Just in case. You might run plug. into another Artwise fan. <laughs> I know. Apparently, like, there's more. 
Well, no, there, there's a lot of actually like a lot of people who listen to Artwise and even more of them like I figured that like listen to Artwise regularly just kind of spread out. But yeah, we do have Artwise merch. I'll leave that as it is. I'm not trying to force you to buy anything. I, don't, I couldn't care less if you didn't buy buy it, but it would be absolutely baller if like someone recognized that you were wearing an Artwise shirt and they were like, oh my God, you listen to Artwise? Crazy. Absolutely, Some of the people bananas. in the server are only states away too. Yeah, no the the Artwise a Discord server, which is another great way, in my opinion, to network. Especially if you're if you're cool with just like messaging or we we hop on calls a lot too, which is so fun. I it's I so love getting fun. on calls and playing like Gardic Phone. And I am gonna buy Drawful. I I made like a little voice channel for it for the future, but um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. We just play like little drawing games and stuff a lot of the time. And most of the time we don't really talk like business. It's just kind of like us hanging out. And it's really, it's a lot easier than I feel like a lot of artists think. So many people are in that server. We're at almost a hundred. I think someone said the other day we're at almost a hundred people in the server, which is crazy because there's probably about like six or seven of us who actually like talk. <laughs> in the server like regularly and a lot of people like lurk but as like more people join like more people are interacting with each other and it's great it's it's really awesome to but- join just to do the daily art prompts or like the weekly ones and the monthly ones too those are just a fun way of getting to know other people too oh that too yeah and somebody also i pride myself on like you guys like hyping up like the little ideas like in like the building of the server that we've done and someone in the server the other day said that the they were having like some art block and i was like oh why don't you just do one of the prompts because we have like i think right now we just have art prompt of the week and art prompt of the month just because i mean i could do a daily one if if people are interested in that but also i don't expect i don't expect everyone to do that every month i mean maybe i'll make it like an inktober type situation where like every month i'll just release every prompt so that people can plan ahead if they want to do it but yeah no there's there's little art prompts and someone was saying oh like you know i'm i'm really struggling to like make stuff and you know have ideas and and stuff like that and i was like oh well why don't you just do one of the prompts and then you know it'll it'll relieve some creative pressure in your brain a little bit and they did and they were like oh my god like that actually like worked and i was like oh i'm a genius i'm brilliant <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, it's it's super cool for for stuff like that. I I have loved building the server with everybody that's involved in the server and I think it's helped a lot of people out too. I feel like I've gotten to talk to a lot of artists and like get just like gauge some perspective. Like even an episode that I recorded literally yesterday which just came out today it was this is these are the the guest episodes are recorded ahead of time but the episodes that are just me are recorded like the day before and the episode that came out today which is titled if your parents don't want you to become an artist send them this podcast and it was just me like you know basically reading statistics about you know creative careers and artists and art related careers and saying like hey why do you not want your kid to be an artist we are all successful here. Like what's going on? Like art is not what it was when Van Gogh, like, you know, cut his ear off. It was not, it's not like that anymore. So yeah, 
You can just see the thoughts leaving my brain. I really need to eat something. Normally I eat before, but I literally had like two calls before and I was like, oh, I ran out of time. That's um, okay. I'm thinking back and I've already remembered that I forgot to answer a part of a question, but that's fine. It's already established now. This is a good episode though. I like the episodes that are not as structured. Struct- it's weird because I, I like a little bit of structure, which I feel like we've we've got that covered. Yeah. Okay. I hope editing Caitlin is on the ball for this one. Oh my god, I've lost my train of thought like six times. Like, what is going on? What It'll was I all come out about? in post. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Yeah, no. What was what were you saying? What was he talking about? Now we're talking about me that I have immediately forgot. <laughs> oh, I was talking about the episode that just came out today that I recorded. So I the the episode I was basically like directing it at you know like parents of kids or like young adults who like want to pursue a career in art but they are not supportive because I feel like you know those people need to like be informed and you know not be so they're afraid of kids becoming starving artists but there's a lot to art (laughs) yeah exactly like I feel like we're in a day and age, especially like now and recently, where art and being a creative person is more valuable than any other skill, especially content creation, because we're in the age of social media right now. And honestly, I think pretty soon, like within the next 10 years, we're going to be in like the age of Web3, which is like NFTs and DAOs and basically like taking away power from, you know, if, if you want to learn more about this, Nicole's Tay's episode about DAOs and Web3 and decentralizing currency and basically like taking power away from, you know, the banks and the government and the, you know, the the big billionaires that control literally everything and like giving the power <laughs> back to the people that have the money. It's a really great episode about that. I feel like we're we're coming into that age and I feel like as we're transitioning into a more digital age, digital art and being creative and like all of these things are going to be skills like as a creator in an age of time where things are just moving so quickly it's going to be a much more valuable skill than a lot of things that people were thinking of before because I know a lot of parents want their kids to go to school to be a doctor or a lawyer or something that they know is gonna like reap financial reward but at the end of the day first of all it's not your life and second of all it's not your life so (laughs) if if you're if you want to make your kid miserable so that you can drop you know if you're like some kind of tiger mom and you can you know drop names to you know, Susan next door and be like, oh, my, my daughter is about to graduate from medical school. And she's literally so stressed. And like, you forced her to go to medical school, because literally, the only reason that you wanted her to go was so that you could like, tell the neighbor Susan that like, your children is doing your children, your child is doing better than hers. It's like, that's not it, sis. (laughs) Like, you need to get it together. And just like, let, you know, don't make a person if you're gonna dictate what that person becomes you know like that's not your job but I I I wanted to make that episode because talking to people in the server like even like one-on-one and hearing like people say oh yeah my parents do not support this at all I'm thinking what bananas like it, it prompted that episode to be made because I was like this is ridiculous like are people still like living in the 
in the early 1900s and in the late 1800s where like Van Gogh, literally everybody, every time I tell someone I'm an artist, they're like, oh, I like Picasso. You know, it's the whole like comparing (laughs) to like all these like old art men that like it's not a thing anymore. We're in a different time. (laughs) Being an artist is not is not a bad thing. But like I said, being in that environment with all of these artists in ArtWise community on Discord prompted that episode to be created. And I think it's especially like helping me come up with ideas and say, okay, like this is what these artists like are needing to hear right now. This is what needs to happen. And it's helped me so much with you know, forming my content. And I'm sure you can relate to that too. Cause I mean, you, you're, you're active in the server as well. And I think everybody tries to help each other and like help each other come up with creative ideas. So I just think not to like promote my own server, obviously, if you don't want to join the ArtWise server, which if you're listening to this, I don't know why you wouldn't want to join the ArtWise server, but there's other places you can get the same kind of environment. There's other art servers out there. There's definitely more than one, but yeah, I mean, I just think it's super helpful with networking, especially if you're like a homebody and you don't want to go to in-person events, you're going to get a very similar experience from Discord. So, you know. Art kiddos who struggle to explain that they want to do art as a career, just call it advertisement, creating advertisements and marketing. They go hand in hand. It is kind of low-key marketing, but also like, yeah. And I even said that, I think in the episode too, I said something along the lines of like, look, if your kid like sent you this, they probably like were kind of nervous to send you this if they know like this is how you feel about it. But like, I'm here to spit the facts. I've been doing this full time for four years and I'm already successful. Like it was hard. Literally L Woods, like it's hard. Like, no, it's not hard. Just do it. Nike style. Just do it. (laughs) That's all it takes. But that being said, I was wondering, this is kind of not really related to networking, but like what what are your future goals for yourself and your work as an artist? Do you have any like dream projects that you're wanting to get involved in? Or like, like what are your goals with like the graphic design course that you're gearing up to take? Like, do you have any fun plans coming up <laughs> in terms of career? <laughs> I definitely have quite a few small and big projects that I've thought about working on for a while. It's all just going to take more and more time and thought put into these ideas before I actually ever start them. I did get into like the whole short film sort of uh, vibe. I really enjoyed seeing some short films people have made off of different characters from shows and stuff they'll cosplay as the characters and create this like full short film over it using music that they add to it and going to different locations to film i think those are so fascinating especially with how much work they put into it it's a work of art almost every time so i've wanted to do something like that it's just a matter of finding what i'd want to do something like that over like what my topic would be. I've, other than that, a lot of my other ideas are just kind of gonna show up as I continue on the path that I'm going. I mean, I won't know what I'm doing until I've been through my internship with the radio station, and until I get into the graphic design classes a bit more, then I'll have some bigger projects that I know that I'll want to try out. Absolutely. I I definitely think one of the best places 
or like one of the best states to exist in is just exactly like what you were saying, just living in the present. This is what I have going on. And until I've experienced this, I don't really need to think about, you know, really too hard, like what's ahead, because I so more times in my life than I can even count have had a like five year plan and it's just gotten absolutely destroyed by like one experience. <laughs> so not in a bad way ever. Everything, you know, happens for a reason. And I'm so glad my life panned out the way it did. But if things had gone the way I wanted to, I'd be gearing up to graduate art school right now. And I never even went. So I totally, I, I'm here for it. I think it's like so good to live in the present too, because it's very like, it's good to feel present with an experience. And you also like when, when you're like present with the things that you're doing, like an internship or, you know, other things that you're working on, that is like when you're giving like the, the most that you can possibly give. Like if you're stuck thinking about like, what you're going to do next, then, you know, you're not giving as much energy as you could be giving to the thing that you're working on, like currently. So yes, I I used to worry so much about future plans and doing everything I can to have that future plan happen, that I was just making myself miserable and stressed. And so I learned to become comfortable with what I was doing that moment, and figuring out Instead of what I'm going to do a week from now or a year from now, what am I going to do today? Or just what do I want to do tomorrow? Absolutely. I I definitely relate. I think that's like honestly a perfect answer. And maybe I should stop asking people that. Because <laughs> I'm always curious to see like where people like where his goals are. Like I have a lot of goals for this podcast and stuff, but I, I've. I feel like I could stand to benefit from being more present with the projects that I'm currently working on, especially because I know once they're finished, I'm going to be happy and like dopamine rush. And then I'm going to be sad that I can't work on it anymore because it's finished. Because I have a lot of huge projects that I'm working on right now. I feel like, like, like what you were saying, you know, you have ideas for like big things. I'm like in the middle of the big things. And it's like, I'm literally, I'm in the middle of a project that I've been working on for six months that honestly, it's probably going to take me like a minimum of another six months to finish. (laughs) So I can't spill the tea on that one yet because it's top secret. But (laughs) if I was more present with it, like I know to, oh, a quote that my friend said that I think is really good is like, this is the part you used to look forward to. So just enjoy it while you're in it. And then, you know, the future always comes around. So, yeah. Definitely. So, I think I'm going to do the final, final questions, which I ask everybody, which are, like, what is the best advice that you've received in, in pursuing your art career in terms of your career as an artist? And what advice would you give your younger self regarding your art career? Is there is there anything you would have done differently? I'd probably give my younger self the same advice that my grandpa gave me. And it's just do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Just don't change who you are and do what other people want you to do. Do what you love. And I wouldn't really change anything from the past up until this point. Because if I get rid of a thing from the past, I get rid of everything that's happened since then. Butterfly effect. Absolutely. I'm right here with you on that. 
that front. <laughs> yes. That's good advice too, though. I met too many amazing people to get rid of one thing from the past. Oh, absolutely. It's literally like Back to the Future where like he didn't exist. Crazy. Absolutely bonkers. Well, that being said, is there anything you wanted to add before we get into the self-promo? No, I think I've pretty much said it all. Okay, awesome. This is kind of a haphazard, messy episode, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I, I like I a little think bit I'm of gonna... a creative mess. It's good. It's good. Sometimes they're a bit too structured and I'm like, wow, are we organized today? What's happening? But yeah, why don't you go ahead? The floor is yours for your self promo. Where can people find you on social media? How can they support you? How can they get in touch with you? How can they hire you to do some beautiful work for them? The floor is yours. <laughs> okay, my socials are kdexterity on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to like talk about doing art or like commissions and stuff, just message me through one of those platforms. And if you want to help support me, just comment on a video. Watch it and comment. Give me some critique. I was I just appreciate the comments more than I ever would the like. Alright, is there anything else that you wanted to add? I really enjoyed being on the episode with you. <laughs> as well as the Artwise Discord. Do check out her Discord. It's been really fun. I've been on it for the past two weeks just constantly looking at prompts or being in the Gardic chats and stuff. It's amazing. Try it out. <laughs> this just turned into a big ad for the Discord server. But no, for real, it's so much fun. I'm so happy to have you on here. In the future, once you're finished with your internships and stuff, if you want to come back on and talk about your experiences doing that, I'm sure people would love to hear about that so you know once you've you know finished your graphic design classes and like all the stuff that you're doing feel free to let me know i'll get you back on asap because it was so much fun and thank you so much for coming on to talk to me because it's been a really cool episode and thank I you love for it. inviting me <laughs> yeah not not a problem at all all right. So thank you guys also, everyone listening, for listening to this episode of ArtWise. It's been fun. As per usual, the Discord server, there's a join link on Instagram. Our Instagram is at ArtWise Podcast. It's where we post episode announcements and behind the scenes stuff. And like I said earlier on in the episode, we also do have merch. It's on my website, katemerrymanart.com slash shop. And I inhaled my spit. <laughs> I don't know if you heard it in my voice. I'm like, how do I manage? Oh, my God. What was I saying? Thank you guys so much for listening. Hold on. I got to drink water. Oh, absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I think that's everything. Oh, also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, five stars really helps us out. And yeah, thank you again, Kaylee. It's been awesome. And thank you everyone for listening. And I will see all of you guys next Tuesday. Bye, everyone.